Thank you for tuning back in to the Broken Hearts podcast. It's Jarvie here, Nielsen out. I'm only joking. Everybody just calm down. Do my eyes deceive me or did we just finally watch Hearts play a competitive game of football again? Absolute scenes. I am joined today by Simon. All right. Hammy. Hello. Paddy. Hello. And uh, Jolly might turn up. We're still yet to see. I think he's still in shock from what he's just watched. Um, what we'll do, boys, before before we get to it, we're going to review the uh, the Hearts and Burnham game that just took place and look ahead to the Cowden Beef and Rafe games that are taking place over the next week. But first, we may, may as well breeze through a couple of things um, that have happened over the last few days, seeing as it was transfer deadline day yesterday, first of all. Um, Simon, Anthony McDonald, uh, we were speaking to Chris O'Neill about his chances going to, to play in Paphos. He's had another foreign route. What do you make, uh, make of his transfer? Good luck to him. I've seen a lot of people like saying, oh, blah, 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 should have got a chance, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm sure he had plenty of chances. I'm sure the coaches seeing him in training day in, day out would have had a strong understanding about what was going on. And good luck to him. And also, he might have wanted to go. They might have said, oh, well, we can only guarantee you're going to get five, six starts or... 15 appearances or whatever and he might have thought well f- from where I'm, I'm in my career I need more so good luck to him like I always like to see British players going abroad <laughs> um, Brits abroad I, I like I like to see it I like to see them learn learn some new things different way of playing football and he's probably going to love it Paddy where's Cordoba in Spain? Southern Spain I think so he'll be roasting all year round yeah exactly <laughs> and it's just a it's a nice way of life in Spain um, sure. So I'm sure he'll have a great time. And he's at the level where he can make a lot of money and not be bothered. He can he can live his life out in Spain and just chill and he's not going to get pestered. And I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you want to stay? <laughs> I know, I know. It wasn't until we were speaking to Chris about playing abroad that it kind of sank in like, why wouldn't you want to go and play? In yeah, exactly. Somewhere. Aye. Anthony McDonald, tap ass and taps off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one of our favourite players where we like to talk about Simon, Chris Cannavaro Hamilton, moved to Dumbarton on loan. Do you know that's a, a good move for him? Yeah, um, yeah, great. Maybe the same thing. Can guarantee first team football. Um, so yeah, uh, good, good to see it. Um, were they talking about trying to move him into centre mid as well? Is that right? I wasn't aware of that. I am sure there was something that they were saying they were going to try and move him into centre defensive mid, but yeah, the more players we can get out playing first-team football that maybe weren't going to be playing first-team football, the better. It's, like Chris says, the loans really, really helped him, so hopefully it really hel- helps this Chris. Yeah. Um, just looking, Dumbarton got beat 1-0 off Dunfermline tonight. Um, Hamilton started on the bench, came on. It looks like he came on for a midfielder, and that was at 1 0 to Dunfermline. So you could be right. He could Makes have uh, come on. Five foot nine's just probably not tall enough to be a centre back at this <sighs> level. 
You're right, and especially not in Scotland with the way ninety no. percent uh, of teams are set up to just hoof the ball with the back. Mm-hmm. You've kind of got to have a bit of height about you. So, yeah, good luck to him. If he if he's got better than average feet, he'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> Been through this. Um, and just we've already kind of touched on him, but just to say, Connor Smith away to Arbroath on loan as well under Big Dick Campbell. Yeah, um, once again, good first team football. I really like Connor Smith. Uh, it was the same game that Hickey made his no, ah, yeah, it was the week before the Scottish Celtic. Cup that he made his debut at Celtic. And I thought he looked brilliant. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, he can get some opportunities because. He seems like the type of player we do need. Aye, that's it. And at the end of the day, Craig Whiten scored when he was on loan at Arbroath last year. <laughs> so, anyone, anyone can get goals and get going in Arbroath. <laughs> Good luck, Tom. Um, Hammy, we'll, we'll just rattle off all the names off the uh, off the kind of summer or COVID transfer window. Um, Craig Gordon, Jordan Roberts, Elliot Freer, Andy Halliday, Miha. Popescu, Ross Stewart, Josh Janelli, uh, and Stephen Kingsley coming in today as well. Overall, are you happy with with our new additions? And complain honestly, I think that's a that's a pretty decent window. Having seen uh, all of them, apart from Ross Stewart in tonight's game, I'm a wee bit more enthused by them. A couple of them looked really good. Um, yeah. So, I I think we've strengthened in a, a lot of the positions we needed. Um, again, we'll probably touch on it later when we talk about the game. I still think that we could do with a few other bodies in, um, and especially if we're still seeing players go out, even though, though they're youngsters. Um, I'd like to see more bodies in, because, again, if injuries happen, which I think they will, we might be a bit thin on the ground. But the players that we've brought in, can't complain. Well, I'll always complain about holiday, but that's a different story, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was just about to ask you, so we done our, our big prediction show two weeks ago, um, and your best newcomer was, remind me? I was going to ask you to remind me, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can't, can't remind I think I said Roberts. Aye, that's I think you did. Aye. I think you did. Do you want to change it for holiday, or are you leaving it? No, no, I'll keep it, Roberts, please. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come on and talk about uh, Andy, first name terms. Come on and talk about (laughs) Halliday soon, but pretty quiet start for him, but plenty of time, plenty of time. Paddy, just some other bits and bobs. Um, A lot of people talking about Andy Irvin this week um, as with the sudden realisation that his contract runs out at the end of the season. Um, How quickly do you get a contract offer on the table for the Portobello Pirlo? Oh, as we found out last week, it can be taken off the table very quickly. But I don't know, like, <laughs> like I'd imagine if they wanted to sign him up, that they'd be thinking about doing it around now and not let him get into the last six months so he could sign for another club. But who knows? Mm-hmm. It's Scottish football. Aye, you're right. Fingers crossed um, something comes out soon because it looks fantastic. Um, it looks very good. Um a couple more things, Paddy. The Dundee and our Brough games to start the season off are on BBC Scotland on Friday night games. Um, and they're saying that no ground can have a TV game shown more than twice in their stadium. So it's looking like you're going, we're going to get to see Hearts play on BBC almost every week. 
as they go on their, uh, their away away games and get to watch Hearts at Tynecastle through Hearts TV as well. But yeah, you must be happy with that. Why well, we're box office, mate. Box office <laughs> in this league. <laughs> Seen that tonight, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute prime time. Friday night. If it wasn't for COVID, I think I'd be making plans, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just finally, Paddy, you've had such a busy summer trying to track this man down. The speculation ended yesterday, uh, last minute, when Cavani decided not to board a flight to Edinburgh to come to the famous, but instead flew into Manchester to sign for Man United. I took the easy road to a small team. That's all that's <laughs> happened there. <laughs> um, what do you think of Cavani at Man United? Do you think it's going to be a, a, a hit or a flop? Well, from what I saw at the weekend, I hope he can play centre-back for them. <laughs> Such a weird football team. Such a shit football team at the moment. You're not wrong there. Um, right, well, we've, we've went, this is what, our 14th episode? And we're about to talk about an actual competitive uh, game of football. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody thing. does, though. <laughs> I don't know. I was quite happy when we were just talking about like uh, sports movies with Jolly and pizzas. And <laughs> um, aye, it's, it's, it's a strange feeling. Strange feeling. Um, and it, it was it wasn't the best. <laughs> the feedback still trickling through on Twitter is a uh, let's just say very negative to say the least. Um, but Simon, just to to speak to you first of all about in the starting lineup. I guess there was no real surprises there. Um, it was what it was. Do you want to talk us through the formation first of all? Yeah, I think it was meant to be a four-two-three-one, but um, Naismith and Walker were sort of floating roles, so they just kind of were just on top of each other in the middle of the park whenever we yeah. got the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing that there are backup fullbacks, by the way. <laughs> My God. Hey. I thought Brandon had an alright second half, but see the first half, there was no point in them being there. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Roberts was doing a power work up that right-hand side with very little support, and then the left-hand side was... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, generally. Um, and the left-hand side was pretty much non-existent, really, at Aye. times. Because, um, like you say, Walker was... I didn't really care where he was playing at times. No. He was right on top of Naismith. Then he was cutting in for the left at points. And I just, I don't think he's very good coming in for the wing. I prefer him in that hole. But if you're trying to accommodate both Naismith and Walker. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to put them both because they both want to do the same thing. Yeah. And then Craig Whiten sort of has that about him as well. And then adding Liam Boyce, who also sort of has that about him. Um, I don't know, like they're all... Two of them are good players, Walker and Naismith, and I just don't see where Craig Whiting fits into that squad. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably just play Naismith, and then I'd play Walker in behind, because at least then they they know their roles. If you're playing a striker, Naismith and Walker, it feels like three players trying to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and it leaves us so narrow, so 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 narrow. 
And with a fullback like Eddie White, who is also a left mid, apparently, it's nothing's going to happen down that wing. Yeah, I was just about to say, it seems like you're letting Eddie White off the hook here. <laughs> you were talking about the lack of play from the left and never even mentioned his name. Um, no. Everyone was going daft online at halftime about White's performance, Aye. both defensively and attacking. Yeah, it seems like whenever the Inverness got the ball, they were playing it in behind to Story, and it was always in behind Eddie White. And he, always doesn't, he just didn't seem to be doing anything about it. He wasn't telling anyone to come and support him. I mean, Eddie White's obviously difficult covering a full flank by himself, but it's Eddie White. Robbie Nielsen should know that. Should know that he's not capable of doing it when he's got support. There was one point where, where Brandon had to come all the way across the pitch yeah. to cover that. And yeah. you're like... Mm-hmm. Showed a good bit of pace there. Yeah, I, I could defend him, but right. your right back shouldn't be having to cover your left back. Very <laughs> <No. laughs> like, concerning. Yeah. What? <laughs> the right back was covering the left back we should just point out that Paddy was doing um, studying so he was unable to watch the game because he's a good student hey. sorry guys not sorry by fault. the sounds of it to be honest <laughs> Paddy I wish I was studying instead <laughs> trust me I, I just hope Kingsley doesn't get injured because uh, I can't oh. even believe he played, I'll be honest with you. Sign in. Did, they, co- oh. did they come on? Aye. Yeah. <laughs> he replaced uh, Stephen Naismith. Lock <laughs> that one out as well, by the way. The hearts so, are back. Harry, the hearts are back. <laughs> yeah, so the, when I initially seen the team, and I was commenting to you, because remember you used to get the teams from Levine and Stendhal, and they, they, the hearts Twitter would put them up in numerical order, so it wouldn't be in the formation. And we would spend the first 10 minutes of it coming up, trying to guess what formation they were playing. Mm. But it seems like whenever Nielsen's teams, it's square pegs and square holes. But then with the subs he made, it just kind of all fell apart. And any sort of semblance of what we were trying to do, we had Henderson, who's a striker, right mid. We had Roberts, who's a right mid at striker. We had A.D. White, who's a left back at left mid. I was just thinking, why? We're still, we've still got to win this game. Yeah. And we're lucky we got up anyway. I know. Because although we had chances, I don't think we actually looked like we were ever going to score, apart from when, I mean, we, I say this, but it was Eddie White, um, Craig White, sorry, when he had his chance in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the, the kind of main talking points from that first half and start of the assignment. The ball was whipped in. The ball kind of what, took a little, a little bounce out. It couldn't have been a, a cleaner shot for White and to hit on goal. And he just hit it straight at Ridgers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ridgers was like on the floor as well. <laughs> the ball bounces out nicely for Jamie Walker. Tees it up. Hits it straight at Mark Ridgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Christ. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was very uninspired. Um, I do think we missed someone running in behind. And then I also think we missed someone who can actually hold the ball up. So I'm guessing Craig Whiten's job there was to hold the ball up because he never ran in behind. I don't know. I think um, I think he was meant to be running on. I just uh, I've mentioned in the the group chat earlier. Just his positional sense just seems to be so bizarre. A, a ball would go over the top between the the left back and the the left centre back, and he's away over by the right back. Yeah. Like every time he just seemed to be not reading the play at all. And there was a point where. Um, I think it was Ginelli, played the ball into Naismith and Naismith dummied it and it went through to Whiten and Naismith kept running. And all Whiten needed to do was pass it through. He didn't need to take a touch and Naismith threw on goal. And Whiten just lets it hit off him. 
and the defenders come in and clear it. It's almost as if he doesn't quite get what's going on on a football. A bit like Gucci. Remember Gucci was always about 30 yards away for the ball, fighting with someone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Craig Whiten's, I think it was his 20th appearance for Hearts. No goals. And, you know, a, a good chunk of that has been starters now. And he's been given chances under Levine, McPhee. I don't think Stendhal liked him. He might have played him once Did he not get loaned out? Broth, but I think he had a wee chance after Stendhal's first game. I think at the start, when he first started, he was playing waiting a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 20 games now, a whole heap of starts. Uh, not, no goals. And, I mean, but he's, he's had that chance today. He's hit the bar. I mean, he's, he's got a... He's got a nice left foot on, foot on him, Whiten, but he just seems to be so lacking in confidence. You've just got to wonder now. You've had 20 games. Bunsley and Boyce is back in the squad. You know, surely he's just got to get dropped out of the pecking order here. He's the type of player you bring on in a game that you're winning 2-0 or whatever, and you, you're, you're wanting to see it out and you just get energy up front. Someone who's just going to hassle the centre-backs and just make sure that they can't start any attacks. He's not someone you want to start, like, start a game. Really, <laughs> you just never want like I, I don't want to be mean to him because he's probably like a good player hmm. but like I just don't think it's, it's a fit for him at heart I'll, I'll bring a bit of positivity here just in case Whiten's uh, listening um, but I, I actually think he done some things quite well like you're saying they're hassling defenders chasing balls down he, he done that all that very well but and it's a very big but if you're playing as a striker he needs to score goals, and he missed two very easy chances. Yeah. Very, very easy chances, and that's that'll be what everyone remembers. That's what I remember for the game. He missed those chances. The second one as well would hit the bar. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I just I think you should be bursting the net for there. Right. And maybe we're being dramatic. It's our first competitive game since um, what the eleventh of March that that cold night in Paisley. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do think it will take time with Nielsen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was definitely like a pre-season feel game. Right. Like the touches yeah. were a bit off, the paces of the pass were a bit off. Everything was just sent, seemed a bit off. Like there was a point where we had a throw in, and we threw it to Stephen Naismith, and it's just you, if you've ever trained playing football, it's just one of those drills where coach throws it to you, you side foot on the half volley back to them. And you just keep going around the circles. You do that. So when a throw in comes, you just side foot it back to them, and we just passed it straight out. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, pre-season, this is what it is. My sharpness just wasn't there at all. Yeah. all right. I didn't see the game tonight, but I have seen Craig White and play for Hearts for most <laughs> of the other 19 games. And I just don't think he's good enough, even in the no. championship for us, to be playing at Hearts. Appear, so. And like, because Boyce is going to be out for the rest of the Betfred games, he'll more than likely be starting the next two. Um, and I, you have to think that if he doesn't do anything of note in those two games, uh, I know yeah, the transfer window's shut now, but... Is it shut for us? Or do we get till the 16th as well, like down south does? Hopefully till the 16th. We can sign free agents, I know that, but I don't know about anyone else. Well, I mean, that's sort of what I was, I was getting to with regards to the players that we've signed this season. Looking at the sort of striking options we've got, Boyce is away in international duty and... Left with White and up front. Oh, I don't know. Like, now, I really do think we need somebody else. I don't want to get carried away, but Danny Welbeck was made a free agent last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Just said we will monitor the situation as it develops. 
Honestly, I think I'd prefer Danny Welbeck over Cavani and Balotelli. Ace in oh. power. <laughs> Ace in power, 20 minutes a week. <laughs> I think he's great. Let's speak about another player um, who's had quite a few question marks, especially for his first half performance. Um, Popskew. Popescu. <laughs> Um, about two minutes into the game, <laughs> he uh, decided to, to just start walking with the ball on our 18-yard line. Um, didn't seem to understand that a man was uh, running towards him. <laughs> we very nearly got tackled. Like The first time he had the ball in the game, it was terrifying. Um, it generally just made me feel incredibly nervous for 90 minutes. It was, was not an enjoyable experience for me. <laughs> There's some moments when you're watching Hearts and you just go, what the fuck are you doing? Like, see when we're defending. Like, Inverness, that second half, they should have won. Like, they should have at least taken us yeah. to penalties there. Why? Oh, uh, we could have done. Um, Craig Calcutt looked better. He looked a lot more composed, um, a lot more confident. I think he's actually trimmed down a bit in weight as well. I think you're right. I, he looked a bit leaner. Mm-hmm. Um, massive arse. I would say, like, I don't know, you probably getting on to it. the next point. Craig Gordon's save, that was for a, from a Halkett uh, clearance that um, wasn't the best, shall we say. He had a bit of time there and he just seemed to, well, he passed it straight back to the man that crossed it in. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, match sharpness, just that sort of kick up the arse that they need, I think. Um, it'll, it'll hopefully come, but I think other than that, he, you know, you're right, Jarvie, did look solid enough. Mm-hmm. She's got such a nice range of passing for a yeah. centre-back. Yeah. Do you reckon that's going to be the starting centre-back pairing for the season? I don't see, unless you maybe play Michael Smith in there, but I'd rather him at right-back after yeah. the night. So. Right. And I, I just don't know, we better. No. That's the only other option, better. better yeah. we, we, do, we need a centre-back in, don't we? We've just not got enough depth. You know who would have been ideal for the championship season? Cleaver Dickamona. Aye. Oh my God, yeah. It would have been Aye. such a, a perfect rotation centre-back. And why <laughs> he was allowed to go back to France, I'll never know. And now he's, uh, now he's got, now he's having a self-isolate in Ayrshire. Our thoughts are with Cleaver and no one else at this time. <laughs> um, just speaking on that, save Hammy. It was incredible. Like, save of the season, seven minutes into the season. <laughs> it really uh, was. It was, uh, that was primetime Gordon um, at his best. You know, Gordon was always known for his shot stop and his reflexes. And it, uh, God, I, it looked like the Gordon of 10, 15 years ago. It was, it was really good. Um, from, from it being so close, that diving header, so close out and being able to stop it. And I absolutely can guarantee you 100% if that was Bobby's Lamal or Joe Pereira in goals, that was a goal. I would have went straight through Joe Pereira. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, we would have had two goals against us if Joe Pereira was in goals. It was just, it was that good a save. It was, um, and it's good to have, especially with, you know, a a defensive partnership that's maybe still getting used to each other. Um, Yeah. It's good to have a solid keeper behind. And you've got to think about, like, the centre-backs also need to be comfortable with the keeper. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah. You've got to be comfortable with the, the, the goalkeeper is sort of part of back three. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first competitive game all three of them have ever played with each other. So 
I, I mean, I wasn't convinced with that Popescu, but I think there is something to build on. He's he's a physical player. He seems he doesn't seem slow, and he seems confident enough to to take the ball and want to keep the ball and have a look and see what's going on. But I just hope he does, like you said, be a bit more aware of what's going on around him and maybe not rush out so much. So many times yeah. he got caught out. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. And again, it's still so early on. You know, Thankfully, by the time the season comes around, we'll have, well, that was our 10th um, kind of pre-season game, if you like, and what, there's another three or four before we play Dundee on the 17th. So plenty of time. I think um, it does show how pre-season friendlies is definitely more about the match fitness rather than being cohesive. You see this all the time with mm-hmm. teams. Until they get into the season, like they just don't get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it could even take a good 10 games into a season for some teams to get going. Yeah. Let's hope mm-hmm. that's not us. I've <laughs> <laughs> not got that many need to start well. Not on a 27-game season, please. Do you reckon uh, Inverness, from what you saw, saw tonight, will run us for the, for the championship? I thought they looked quite good. Aye. And I think it's difficult to say whether we... Uh, Let them look good. Yeah. Well, Miles Story looked fantastic. He looked, he did, um, yeah. in comparison to Craig White and Miles Story, it looked like the, uh, just as like an absolute athlete. Story <laughs> of the night. Hey. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, but he looks brilliant. And uh, you would have missed it, Paddy. Before the game, John Robertson was talking about the squad. They've lost several key players uh, over, over COVID. They've just got a whole bunch of new recruits come in. Some as recently as today, like Stephen Kingsley, put straight in the starting lineup, and he said, "No, nah, I could do a bit." He said, "Just good luck to them." <laughs> Mentally into the deep end. So, and they and I, they looked so well set up and organised, like considering they were just a new team put together. Because that's so, going to be a thing this season if it doesn't work so well with Nielsen. Is why did they not bring Robertson in? Yeah, I can already see that being. A storyline of this season if it doesn't work out so well for Nielsen. Ah, we'll just fire him halfway through the season and bring him in. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) Hopefully not, Christ. Um, Simon, a couple of um, potential red card incidents in the first half. The Craig White one, first of all, um, it's basically a a kind of 60 40s left the foot in, a wee bit of a late, late kick out. What do you reckon? I mean, you, you'd be disappointed if it was a red card, but you, you, you see them get given. But, and also, like, I know it's not a pre-season friendly, but it's essentially like your first competitive game of the season. Like, just chill out. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, no, there's no need to be getting people injured. And I'm sure that's what Robbie Nielsen said to his players. Need to get injured. No one doing anything stupid where they're going to get themselves injured. And I'm sure John Robertson said it to his players. So... I think you would be a bit pissed off if someone was going in like that on your players in a game like that. Oh, but saying that, <laughs> at the other end of the pitch, <laughs> Craig Halkett—it was like uh, something out of the WWE. Craig Halkett just about just about broken advertising board in half. <laughs> now, Paddy, <laughs> as an Arsenal fan, you have probably been burned more by people being thrown into advertising boards than any other fan group. Am I right in thinking Alexis Sanchez and Debussy were both out for the season because of that? Aye, and Theo Walcott get leathered into one as well, I think. Yeah, like genuinely, I, th- I think the problem with the Craig Halkett thing is I don't think he's expecting that. 
Yeah. So he's not braced to take that. So yeah. when he gets shoulder barged in the back, like the ball's going out. I mean, I know you're a striker and you want to be like, look, I'm here, I'm going to be physically here, but that could be really dangerous. He went head first into an advertising board. Yeah. Oh, aye. Could have been a bad one. <laughs> Absolutely. But the big unit has a big bottom. Right, and <laughs> fair, play, fair play to Halkett for not making more of it. And you know what I did like? A lot of the Hearts players, including Ginelli, who ran for the right wing all the way to the left centre-back position to start shouting it. Was it Story who shouldered him? Um, no, I think it was uh, the boy Mackay or whatever his name was. I went so off injured, didn't it was, it Went mm-hmm. flying over to start gaining him abuse. And I think it was aye. more like a, what the fuck are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah. It, it reminded me of um, Bez Leisure, Hearts' most expensive uh, transfer signing of all time. Delivered one of the, the most beautiful assists ever seen at Ten Castle. <laughs> Smashed it in an advertising board and then disappeared back in Eastern Europe. <laughs> Never been seen again. <laughs> Maybe there's um, just a porthole in, what, a porthole in uh, one of the ends of Ten Castle that just goes straight to Eastern Europe. He's <laughs> <laughs> still there. Romanov probably owns it. Aye. That's where he, he put it in. <laughs> um, just another stat for you because it's too good not to share, Paddy. Um, today was 18 years to the day since Craig Gordon made his first debut. I uh, saw so that he was a, a baby faced assassin back then. <laughs> he was. That's crazy. Uh, still looks just as sharp. He's not lost it. Um, he did, just to tell you on his kicking today, Paddy, he looked all right with his feet. Aye, it was no bad. There was a, there was one pass in the second half where he, he flung it out to the right mid um, at about the halfway line. It went straight to feet and I thought, shit, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, a couple of things from later in the half. Craig White and hitting the bar, which you've kind of touched on, um, should have been a goal. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really spoke about Josh Ginelli too much. Um, he was absolutely outstanding in the first half. I um, no one to just talk about shite the whole first half. Ginelli <laughs> genuinely looks like a player who, and you know what it is at this level, everyone's sort of, like, he's clearly faster, he's a bit more athletic than everyone else. It's just about decision-making. The mm. difference between the, the good players in Scotland and the, the all-right players are that they just make the decision, the correct decision more often. And for the looks at it, he... He made the correct decision. He, he crossed it when he should have. He took the man on when he should have. He took a shot when he should have. It just seemed like he was just making the right decision. And yeah, he was our best player. Aye, it just looked so easy for him. Yeah, um, he's what we've been crying out for for years. Like they were, they were he's, saying, what, oh, he's what we all wanted Mulroney to be. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. He took one game. Squared, squared up his man and got past that that boy every time. Yeah, they, think, they started double marking him as well, and he was still getting balls in the box, getting shots away. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, it looks exciting. Yeah, I think once uh, once the natural finishers in the box instead of Craig Whiten, <laughs> I think once Liam Boyce is playing, um, I could see Boyce and Boyce absolutely raining goals. And the the amount of assists from from Ginelli. Easy what did Roberts look like? Well, come on in, Paddy. Came, came on as a sub in the second half um, and done pretty good as well, to be honest. Started on I don't the know left. why he was playing up front. I have no idea why he was playing up front. He went. He started on the left. He went up front. He was, then went over to the right. 
they went back up front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to fly. It just um, sounds so Lavini, doesn't it? Like, yep. after the halfway line, they've not got a clue what they've got to do. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was one of the things I picked up in the first half with uh, Ginelli. He was he was always beating that man, putting in good crosses. But you, honestly, other times you had Whiten and Naismith in the box, and that was it. And times. they were always right on top of each other. Aye, and if it, so, if it didn't go straight to them, there was there was nobody there, and there was at points where you could see Ginelli was just getting fed up, and he was taking it on himself because. Yeah. What's the point in putting the ball in the box for Whiten to yeah. not be there or you know, Walker was hanging about at the edge of the area, but I I, th- I was a wee bit disappointed with the, the midfield, but Janelli looks some player, some pace on him as well. Um, which good. is will certainly benefit us as something that we've not had in God knows how long. So it was good to see. Oh, um, Irvin looked quite good again as well, and this this just Aye. brings up the contract again. Every game he plays gets him closer to signing for another team. Yeah, because Aye. he does look he does look very good. He he knows when to keep the ball. He knows when to play it first time. He's got that thing, and it's so cliche to say it. And but even for a centre mid, he always seems to have a, an amount of time on the ball to make a decision. Aye. And. Uh, you don't you don't just get time like that in the centre of the park because by chance it's it's movement and it's even when he's got a man on him he seems to take the right touch move the ball away and get away or give himself some space. Um, into the into the second half, kind of started off with uh, Jamie Brandon getting a, a chance out on the right, hitting an absolute thunder bastard at Mark <laughs> Ridgers. Um, made a brilliant save as well. Mark you know Rogers I like a thunder bastard, Jarvie. Oh, wait till you wait till you see this one, Paddy. Almost took took the bloody doors off. <laughs> um, but yeah, he flung his arm out to the left and tipped it wide. It's some save. It was a very good save. Um, out for a corner. Um, a little while later, um, Ginelli hit a, a big scrambly volley into the box, and it came off a. Let's just say, came off an Inverness player's arm, um, and we were awarded a penalty. Um, first of all, Hammy, was that a penalty in your honest and humble opinion? Um, let me put it sort of two ways. In today's modern game, shall we say, with the handball rule as it is, I think you have to give it. Is it actually a penalty? In my opinion, not a chance, man. He's like. <laughs> Where does he? What does he do? Ah, what do you do with your hand there? Like it's the <sighs> only thing I can think that the, the referee is the way he's moving. It looks like he moves his arm towards the ball, which in full speed you can think, "Oh, has he moved his hand?" And obviously, we're never going to get VAR up in Scotland, so <laughs> you're never going to be able to review it. Mm-hmm. And I think the referees just took a guess and just went, "Eh, yeah, penalty." It looks like he's moving towards the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would be if that was against Hearts, I would be furious. So, oh, I, <laughs> no, I, um, oh, yeah, I can understand if there's plenty of Inverness fans not too happy about about that, especially as that was the goal that won the game as well. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Shame they've got no fans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Penalty. Yeah, we, we'll they do it. have fans because we bumped into them at Hamden. Remember, they were singing in that pub, and it was the most embarrassing songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I couldn't even tell right. you what they were singing again, but 
It's like f- four men and a sheep. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> Welcome to the Highlands. <laughs> well, a penalty was awarded and we'll take it. Uh, Jamie Walker took it <laughs> and scored. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. Wasn't the best penalty. We'll take a goal. Uh, short while later, Andy Irvin went off for Andy Halliday, making his competitive debut. And Craig Whiten's um, two out of ten performance came to an end when he went off for Jordan Roberts. Um, Hammy, to go in a, a bit more detail on Roberts coming on and starting out on the left, um, kind of made a bit of an instant impact, didn't he? I thought we looked so much better um, with him out on the left. Just some another outlet rather than just out on the right, is that's all we were doing. We were chucking it down the right. I mean, we started opening them up a hell of a lot more. Um, and they were a hard team to break down. But once you, you've got that player who's... Eddie White was still on the pitch at this time. But he, Eddie White had somebody to sort of pass to now. Um, the midfield had somebody other than Ginelli to, to pass the ball to. It, it just looked so much better. And, and who would have thought it playing two wingers? <laughs> um, would would improve your team. Um, he looked good as well. Actually, I thought he he came on and and changed it. Had a good couple of crosses. Again, looked like he he quite liked to take his man on. Um, quite pacey as well. So he only got what about half an hour. So maybe a wee bit more. So it's it's interesting to see how Robin Nielsen will maybe set up his team next week, this weekend, whenever we we play next. This weekend, yeah. I I think uh, I don't. I genuinely don't think we've had two proper wingers since Andrew Driver and Susil. And and how good were we back then? So oh, right, do the right five, thing. Five one, five one. Susil's still playing. I think. <laughs> sure. No, I think he, this is his last year. Tenerife for saying right, Tenerife, that, uh, whatever. That Tenerife Twitter account is trying to punt Suso shirts left, right, and centre. To have. <laughs> They're basically saying, "Look, he used to play for you, remember?" And our strip looks like a Scotland flag. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the Belongia Twitter account absolutely punting Hickey out as well. <laughs> absolutely everything is Hickey. <laughs> yeah, it's been phenomenal in the first two games. Like, like unbelievably good. good. Was it good in the second one, Paddy? I never saw much uh, about. It. They lost 1-0, but they absolutely battered the team they were playing. And Hickey, Hickey just looks like a player that's relishing being allowed to go across the halfway line. He really <laughs> does. <laughs> nice. We'll uh, keep an eye on him. Um, short by all later, Hammy, Stephen A. Smith went off for uh, Stephen Kingsley. Um, he had a, a couple of moments. What did you think of his, his impact on the game? Um, again, another, another player who... I think it's going to massively improve us, especially at left back. Um, I think the he looked pretty solid, solid enough. Um, good attacking left back there. Um, again, as you said earlier, the, the change was a bit odd. So when I seen him coming mm. on, I was like, all right, Eddie White will come off. Surely Eddie White will only be lasting the 90 minutes. And then Stephen Aismith started walking off and... <laughs> Uh, all right, fine. I think Eddie White went well, left mid or something. I think I don't know where he went. Yeah, he ended up. Um, but yeah, no, Kingsley looked good, and it's good to see him play. And he'll be our first choice left back. He, they were saying yeah. in the commentary that he's been training with um, Falkirk. I think it was. So right, I imagine yeah. he's he's still pretty fit. He's still, I mean, well, 
the fact that he got minutes today when he's only signed the day obviously says that he's he's pretty fit and he's um yeah, he looked mm. good. Yeah, he was just another player where it was it was execution. The the decision making was fine. There was one point where he picked the ball up and he he tried to skip past the player and he got the ball past the player and he got past the player, but the ball ended up going out. And it's just small things like that. Like I think he will be good, but it's just execution and you you just get that for minutes and playing competitively. That's it. I mean, talking about minutes, he's um, he's really barely played any football for years. Mm-hmm. He's had that many injury problems. He's been at Hull since 2017 and he's made 44 appearances. Now, keep in mind, the English Championship plays about 100 times a season. <laughs> That's not much. Um, Would they have three cups in a 46-game league season? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I mean, if Kingsley gets to where he was before, you know, he got in the Scotland team before we suddenly had 200 good left-backs. Um <laughs> He was in there for a. I was reading it there. Sure, it was a bad game. It was a bad one. Six three nil to three nil defeat to France on the fourth of June two thousand and sixteen. You know, so four years later now, he's still only twenty six. If he gets himself yeah. injury free, Matt Sharp and gets going, you know, the sky's the limit. He's still young. Yeah, certainly. I can't believe he was twenty six. To be honest with you, I don't know. I thought he was older. One of these players, he was broke through in the first team at Falkirk when he was 16. Right, and so he got a move. So he's already um, well, many years. So <laughs> another Scottish player another Scottish player that's broke through really young and then just been running to the ground then. Exactly. Yep. yep. Sports, science will, sports science will catch up with our, our Scottish builds. We'll <laughs> <laughs> know what to do with us one day. Um, so I that was Kingsley coming on quite excited to see what he'll do um, Hammy the game then pretty much died from the 60th <laughs> to the 80th minute <laughs> there was literally nothing happened no structure at all um, yeah. I don't know what Hearts were thinking of doing they were playing everyone out of position apart from like the centre-backs <laughs> honestly I have no idea what they were thinking it sort of looked like we were just a bit like right, we're winning you know, let's just take this. And yeah. I don't like that. You know, I, I didn't want us going one 0 up and trying to protect the one 0 no. That's. I think it was bringing on players like Andy Halliday, Kingsley. These players who haven't played a lot of minutes recently. This is their first competitive game. I mean, Andy Halliday had forty-five minutes. Was it the other mm-hmm. week? Yeah. So, if you're wanting your centre mid to come on and sort of, there was a moment where the ball dropped Andy Halliday on the edge of the box and it fell through his legs and you just don't expect to see that for him like he's he's a, he's better than that and I'm sure he'll, he'll settle down and it'll get better but I think it did just disrupt the flow of the game and nobody really had a clue what was going on and nobody could keep the ball for more than a minute and it was very very boring yeah, saying that it, it did all kick off again on the 80th minute. Um, more for Inverness to start with. Todorov, ex uh, Jambo youth player, um, kind of broke through on goal, but it was like a, a baby horse trying to control that and get a <laughs> shot away. All of a sudden, his body was behind his legs and he made a right mm. arse at it. If he shot like the, I think it was like five steps before he actually eventually <laughs> took a shot, it would have probably been a good fucking chance. Right. It was at that moment I realised why he never broke into the first time. But it also made me wonder why Craig Whiten just started for us. <laughs> um, Ollie Lee came off a short while after that for Peter Haring. Good to see him getting his first competitive game since the Scottish Cup final against Celtic. Um, and Josh Ginelli went off for Ewan Henderson at the same time. 
Um, just I didn't. Oh, on you go, Hammy. Just going to say what you made of those two coming on. Well, I, I mean, you're with Ollie Lee. If I'm honest with you, I, I didn't really notice him much. No. Um, but I don't think that was necessarily all his problem. I just, I just feel the material was a bit off tonight. Um, but Peter Haring coming on is brilliant news. Midfield's um, been off for the last eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Demur? Uh, wasn't even on the bench I know no. transfer deadline day has passed he might end up on loan get him loaned out somewhere you never know who would take him that's the thing eh? that is, oh. um, Ian Henderson came on as well like he said and I, I, again another good youth player coming on playing slightly out of position but that was the case for the most of the second half of the players that came on. Good to see. <laughs> I mean, to be but I think it wasn't in goals. Ginelli um, deserved to, to come off. He'd done more than enough. Mm-hmm. So a good rest and get him ready for um, Cowden Beath. Hi. Um, after that, Todorov had another chance. Um, a ball came in from the left. It was completely unmarked, kind of, what, about 10 yards out at the back post. Um, all he had to do was get on target and that was going in and he, he snatched at it and it went wide again one of the reasons why he wasn't playing for hearts today <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it was a wee bit concerning we looked reasonably solid defending set pieces but from open play you're kind of bog standard crosses it, it, it's just a lot of ball watching a, a lot of open open players in and around the box yeah, no one tracked him running into the box for that chance. He just kind of stood at the back and just waited for it to come right through. Mm-hmm. Everyone went straight to the ball. Yeah. To be fair, you can only imagine how confusing it would have been for the players in terms of tracking back when they're going, hang on, what position am I playing in again? <laughs> Is he my man? I can't mind. And then <laughs> other players are getting subbed on and just their heads are, their brains absolutely fried. Um <laughs> On the 89th minute, um, Walker, um, I've put Walker across the ball into himself, who hit it wide. <laughs> oh, that sounds quite impressive. Um, it was um, it was Jordan Roberts, wasn't it? Out wide, crossed in Jamie Walker. Really nice header, just went to the outside of the post. It was quite unlucky. Um, nice bit of play from Walker, who's not normally that good with his head. Um, and there was another chance. Uh, Henderson should have scored. Last couple of minutes of the game, um, through one on one with Ridgers after a mistake at the back for Inverness, and for some reason instead of taking the the shot into the, the wide open half of the goal, he decided to try and squeeze it in the the wee one inch gap to the left of Mark Ridgers, and surprisingly it came off the keeper and went out for a corner. Um, again, what can you do? So, all all in all, boys. Are you uh, looking ahead to the, the rest of the cup games? How are you feeling? Are you still think we're going to win this group? Coming, coming into this game, I was thinking, I want the other teams in our group and I want teams in the Premier League to watch this game and go, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to play them. The worst case scenario for me was teams watching that and going, yeah, yeah that's fine, we can deal with that. We can get at them. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of teams will be thinking. I think a lot of teams will be thinking... Oh, we'll just put a low block on and we'll just hit them on the break. It's a blueprint to beat us. And it's been the blueprint to beat us for the last two years. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did look very susceptible when 
Richards was punting a long ball up. Aye. Right after like a, maybe a corner or something, it was just a long ball up and we're just constantly chasing that ball. And um, uh, it's a wee bit concerning, but got to keep the heads up and all that. Yeah, on the other <laughs> hand, uh, it's the first game, first competitive game in, what, 209 days. I'm still treating it as sort of like a pre-season. I feel like the League Cup, the, everyone's kind of gone group stages is pre-season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take it seriously when we get to the quarters. But still, <clears throat> you want to see these things ironed out before we even think about playing that game at the end of the month because we will get absolutely flattened if we play like that. That's our, like, arguably our hardest game. In the League Cup group stage as well, isn't it? Really? Yeah, they're the second seed team. In the, yeah, the so we've got Cowden Beef, who are League Two, aren't they? Can tell you. Can so care. if if we, yeah. if you know, let's make that game, you know, where we absolutely scunner a team, get the heads up, confidence. You never know, White and even score, and then you might go on a mazy run of scoring hundreds. You never know. <laughs> You're very positive, Harvey. <laughs> I've had a can. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I, I like we've been saying. It's a lot of it's confidence in making these silly mistakes. And if we do come out and proper beat Cowden Beath, I think that might hopefully that might kickstart us up a bit. Because we we seemed alright in the preseason, the actual preseason friendlies. We were playing and we were scoring goals and things. So and you got remember, there's no fans at the game, so it's it's completely different and completely alien. So. It'll take time. We'll get there, though. The hearts are back. The hearts are back. Um, Looking ahead, Paddy. So we've got Cowden Beef and Wraith. And just to say, we'll be recording after those two games next, covering off both and then looking ahead again. Um, Paddy, can you just confirm for us, first of all, Cowden Beef, Wraith Rovers, are they our pals or are they our enemies? In terms Jarvey, of COVID, Jarvey, hearts, hearts don't have any pals. Oh, <laughs> oh well, Partick and Inverness. Aye, sort of, but no. <laughs> I want everybody to hate us. So, the, so the, even the, the sheer thought of that just made my dog back in another room, actually. <laughs> 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 nice time, and hopefully that picked up. Um, Aye, I, I hope we pump both of them, like for a bit of confidence. Yeah. Do you think, Paddy, what Jane Nielsen says to the team after that performance? I know you didn't see it, but you get the gist, I'm sure. What does Nielsen, <laughs> what does Nielsen say to the team? Do you think he goes through them or tries to keep them calm going into the Cowden Beef game? Well, managers don't really seem to want to go through the players anymore, but I hope he does. Because hmm. like, I know they've won, but I've got the gist of the game that we were shit. Mm-hmm. Which is very uninspired, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were to say, the Tarts play shite. Or good today. You're gonna to say it was shite, I think. Aye. <laughs> it was like there was. I'm trying to. I mean, I know we've pretty battered the team in this sort of 50 minutes or whatever, but there really wasn't a lot to be positive about, to be honest with you. Apart from a couple of, like we said, Janelli and Gordon looked fairly assured. He didn't. To be honest with you, Gordon didn't have a lot to do though. So no, no. I mean, at the, at the end, I feel like Inverness had like two or three chances where they probably should have scored. Mm-hmm. And and this is the thing when when we where we want to be, we want to be a top half Premier League team. There is no chance 
we're doing that on performances like that. And yep. it's been the fucking downfall of us for the last, like I said, the last two years. It's so obvious what Hearts are going to do. Yeah. Three do managers is a problem. The same. Do you think that is a problem? Though the expectations are we should be a top half Premier League team now, and we're not. Well, with the wage bill, the amount of money going into the club, that that's really what you expect. Have we yeah. not still got like the fifth highest wage bill in Scotland? It'll be something like that, yeah. Like so, really, there's no excuse. Yeah. Aye, you're right. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, playing Rafe Rovers, Stephen McLean. Is that where he is? Shut yes. off. The man who experienced relegation with Hearts and promotion with Rafe in one season. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but nice to see him again. For, for me, I think Robbie Nielsen has to drop Craig Whiten. I think, like we've, like we've said, he's had 20 chances now to get a goal. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't score and you're a striker, that's it. Um, I think if we play Stephen Aismith up front, Walker goes into that number 10 role. Roberts goes out wide where Walker was before and we go and smash cow and beef 3 or 4 nil even. Even take 2 nil. Keep in mind, we never win away from home unless it's at Easter Road. Um, you know, that would be a nice little confidence builder. Win away to cow and beef and we get going from there. But I think if Craig Whiten starts again, I'd be concerned going into that game, even against Scared and Beef. I think they chuck six at the back, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's no nil and goes to penalties. Yeah, I just want to see some sort of plan, some sort of like co- cohesive plan where there's a clear idea of what we're trying to do in a game. Because I think that the idea in this game, in the first half anyway, was I'll give the ball to Ginelli. And even then, that couldn't have been the plan at the start. That's just what was working. So they just kept yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, just just finally on looking ahead as well. Um, and just want to say as well, I'm sure you agree. We like Robbie Nielsen, good hearts man. He's a good yeah. manager. Oh, but yeah. Let, let's not forget the, the aid of playing above the stadium. And let's not forget all the critics. When Even though we were in second in the league, there's a, you get a lot of criticism for the way he sets up here. Um, I can only hope we're not going to go into the next couple of away games now and just play one up front, you know, drop, drop back, sit back here. If we don't set up and actually go out to be beating these teams comfortably and controlling the game, it's going to be the same all over again. Just an early shout. But I think it's too early to say anything like that. I think I think it'll be fine. I'll try. I'll try and do the positive thing. Wow, the times they are changing. <laughs> <laughs> Ying and Yang have, have switched. <laughs> I just, I just feel like he's already had that fucking banner outside the time castle on the day he signed. That was a Hibs fan. Just won't I, believe. I believe that was a young Hibs fan. <laughs> I put that banner up. I, I just think it's far too early to judge. Well, it absolutely is, and I've got no doubt that we'll go and. Uh, and play to attack away from home. Um, surely, and I hope Robbie hears this, <laughs> surely when they sit back against fucking cow and beef. But we'll see. <laughs> it's, 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 you need to remember as well, it's a massive rebuilding job. Aye. Um, so, let's, yeah, we'll criticise when it's needed, but at the same time, I'm not going to be asking for Robbie's heed yet. 
no, no. I don't think it's over exaggerating to say how rotten to the core Craig Levine got this club. Like <laughs> rotten. Yes. Yeah. That's very true. Um before the game, Paddy um Justin Nielsen's interview he was saying that obviously the league's the priority. However, he still thinks we can go on to win the League Cup. And he also wants to, to give this last season Scottish Cup as well as the new season Scottish Cup <laughs> a good go as well. So we're in it for the, the treble. Or the, the quadruple. The quadruple, sorry. Quadruple. <laughs> Imagine that, they've been the first team to win two Scottish Cups in one season. I bet it's silly, can he wait? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, Lennon will need an, an extension on his house for all these trophies, mate. <laughs> uh, must be so boring being a Celtic fan, but eh. Like, I, I hate... I hated watching us back today. It was it was so nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking as it was in Paisley, but I'm so glad it's back and I'm buzzing for this championship season. It's going to be fun if anything. Aye, it'll be good. It's a shame we can't go either. It's just mental. Eh? Everything's just mental. We'll all wake up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for listening. There's our first ever actual competitive Hearts game review. Uh, a comfortable 1-0 victory against Inverness, an inspiring performance, and we're absolutely buzzing for the games ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time um, as we review the upcoming Cowden Beef away game and back at home versus Rafe. And we also look ahead to the season opener which is mental to say as well, against Dundee. So um, we'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>